0: The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Please visit pod617.com to learn about our podcast production services and view our full lineup of shows.
1: What up, gangsters? My name is Inigo Montoya. Movies that you get, Shawshank by. Come on, do it, kill me.
2: I guess I just miss my friend. Shawshank.
1: And on your 50th viewing,
2: Shawshank.
0: This movie has everything. Shawshank. Kiss masks.
3: Lee Trevino Shawshank one-armed black man named Chuck Shawshank Shawshank that's who we are we are back for the final edition of our top 50 greatest guy movie stars of all time I'm your host Uncle Buck and let's go around the room real quick before we dive into our top 10 I have Matty Blake there's a man with a prosthetic arm you find that man <laughs> that's fantastic Nick
2: Stevens snakes I hate snakes <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, very Kippish over here. Oh, boy. Here we go, Georgie Kipp.
0: Uh, I'm the head writer of Bruins Beat. It's wicked hard.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you quoted from a TV show, and it was a line uttered by somebody on the podcast. Oh, my God. If I may, from the great Jackie Gleason, the toy in 1982, what are you doing here, <laughs> ass- you <laughs> asshole? How about, and how about mystery, Mr.
4: Guest. Oh, Mystery Guest, yes. Mr. Guest, do you, so you no? have a favorite Nothing.
2: quote you'd like to share with us? I, I
1: don't know what your list is. Oh, okay. Hey, all right. okay. Hold on. Here. This is Hold what happens when the, the studio tours go through right. as we're doing By well, the way, wait, that, wait, line wait, that line that... Uh, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go along. <laughs> uh,
4: Excellent. Ah. Excellent. I think we should mention that the line that Kip did was uttered by Matty Blake on the show 30 Rock. Thank you. You can go back and uh, watch it and I'll get 50 cents residual. That's my long face. Your boss say am making your life miserable?
1: It's complicated, Sean.
4: Yeah, I know what it's like. I'm the head writer of Bruins Beach. I'm
0: trying to have it all. I'm in.
3: <laughs> all right, let's uh, jump right into God our I top ten here.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's off to a bad start from Nick.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just to recap real quick, the, uh, the 20 through 11, we had John Wayne at 20. Yep. 19 was Eddie Murphy. Jimmy Stewart was 18. 17, Denzel Washington. 16, Bill Murray. 15, William Farrell. Uh, 14, Gene Hackman. 13, Al Pacino. 12, Robert De Niro. Kurt Russell was 11, and now we are on number 10, fellas. Here we go. Number 10.
2: Number 10. 10.
0: You just made the list. You just made the list. (laughs) Top 10, my ass. This guy has an argument to be number one, as all these uh, next 10, I believe, should here we go. 1992 to 2002, each of these films made $100 million at the <laughs> box office. Consecutive. League of their own. Sleepless in Seattle. Philadelphia. Forrest Gump. Toy Story. Apollo 13. Saving Private Ryan. You've Got Mail. Toy Story 2. Green Mile. Castaway. Road to Perdition. Catch Me If You Can. It's Tom motherfucking Hanks, <sighs> kid. That That's a murderer's row of movies. Ten-year span. During those ten years, he was nominated for five Golden Globes, winning three. Nominated for four Oscars, winning two. And he mm. should have won a third. Fuck you, Roberto Benigni. And by the way...
2: <laughs> I'm putting that on a t-shirt. That, no, that's our new show title. No, that's the new rap line. Great. We say, we love you, Jerry Thornton, and fuck you, (laughs) 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 Roberto. And by the way, he had a legendary career before that 10-year run with Splash,
0: Bachelor Party, Volunteers, Nothing in Common, Turner and Hooch, and his Academy Award nominated performance in Big. Also, he said the career since that 10-year run, Polar Express, Da Vinci Code, Captain Phillips, Saving Mr. Banks, The Post, Sully, it begs the question, why isn't Tom Hanks number one? Yeah, I think you just
4: made a really compelling argument for him to be number one. I mean, he's he's who does America love more? No one, right? He's tar- the American Nick, earlier actor. you said I don't think anyone's going to see this guy. I don't think anyone's going to see this guy. I would say eighty to ninety percent of the quintessential commoner American, like your parents, just think of whoever your parents are. Anyone on this list, probably Tom Hanks number 1. What movie would they go see if they knew he was in it? Tom Hanks might be number 1 for just Joe and but B- I, Joe Blow American. I
3: think, but I think that goes back to our original question, the greatest guy movie. Actors and Tom Hanks, despite that incredible list of things, this is male
2: movie. Li- this yeah. isn't like a guy movie. No, it's not a like guy movie yeah. star. It's just they happen. To, actors. to you know look of these at guys, our top I'm, five. They're no, all know, guy movies. No, but stars. they're but they're male movies. I mean, you have to. You'll have to stay tuned. The box <laughs> office draws. They're box office draws. Right. I don't agree with Tom Hanks's placement. I think he should be top five. This is yeah. America's leading man. Yeah, this is the closest thing to an American president that we've had. Yep, and he uh, may an, be an ambassador. A you know a doer of good. Right. This is a man that there there have literally now been three iterations of and is beloved by multiple generations and people from age zero, thanks to the Toy Story movies, to age 100. I fell in love with wacky, off-the-wall, 1980s comedy Tom Hanks. Yeah, Bachelor Party is still one of the funniest movies ever made. Was Wild, off-the-wall, cocaine-filled Tom H- handsome, young, skinny Tom Hanks <laughs> is amazing. And then... Uh, affable but starting to get self-serious 1990s Oscar-winning Tom Hanks, which began with Philadelphia, but I still prefer Forrest Gump more, is an incredible actor. And, and the crazy Paul thing 13? is...
3: 13? Yeah. Could have gone three Paul for 13.
2: three. Great. And I think Great. His, best, Ryan. his best... See, I think his best performances are in two movies where he does his quietest, simplest work. I think he's incredible in Private Ryan as, Pri- as Captain Jim Miller. And I think... He is also amazing in Road to Perdition, which is a movie that, that not, movie. does not get as much. Love gra- that movie. One of the best shot movies you'll ever see. People seen. couldn't handle Daniel it. Cr- no, they couldn't because he was
4: he wasn't at that point in his career yet. And, and you why know, is he a that. gangster? Right, Cause cause right. It yeah, would yeah. so good.
2: No, they don't want to. But, but he wasn't.
3: Interesting fact, Roger Perdition comes from a graphic novel. Yes.
2: This Love really? that movie. Yes, right. Right. Uh, directed by uh, same guy, used to be Mary Kate what's-her-face, and then uh, did a couple of James Bond <laughs> movies. Sam, what's-his-face? Sam... Uh, Mendes. Ranges? Ranges. Ranges. Sam Mendes, yeah. Yes.
3: All right, favorite uh, Tom Hanks.
2: I'm going to go with an obscure movie. It's just my personal favorite. It's an
4: underrated comedy, The Burbs. All
3: right. Oh, Burbs, real Love good. Love
4: that movie.
2: Love that movie. Uh, League of Their Own. Ooh, good oh, one. No Jimmy crying Dugan, in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Yeah. <sighs> it's tough. Comedy, one. Bachelor Party, Drama, Saving Private Ryan, Animated Toy Story. And you mentioned Nick, too. Let me just throw this in there. Nothing in common with Jackie Gleason. That's yeah. a did, wicked did so good one. I mentioned the toy, but yeah. But, man, he's. Got... What is he doing at 10? Or you did, sorry. What is he doing at 10?
1: Houston, I need those numbers really soon. The earth's getting awfully big in our window. It's like flying with a dead elephant on your back. Mm <laughs> hmm. Mystery and guest, mystery guest. G-Suck. What's
3: your favorite? I, you know what? I'm. I am just going to throw Bachelor Party out. It was just. it It. You just forget how freaking funny this guy was. Yeah. He did some TV roles. He had the famous Family Ties episode where he was, he
2: was the drunk uncle. uncle. Ned. He uncle was, Ned. was Uncle Ned. And Happy uh, Days.
3: And, and Bosom Buddies. And he's, and yet, yeah. he's
2: the greatest guest. He's man, yeah. the greatest guest host on Saturday Night Live. Oh. Yep. Those, why are we sleeping Flash. on Splash? Splash. Splash, Splash. Yes. Splash. Splash. So good. So good.
3: Uh, And
4: she stood as a symbol of liberty and justice for people, but she (laughs) bolts.
3: Let's go on to number
4: nine.
3: You just made the list. So here's one of the reasons why uh, he's not uh, number one, because number nine, I think, is the bigger actor. Is there anybody on our list that just oozes machismo and cool throughout his entire run of his career? But also, who's kind of covered so many different types of roles? Mm-hmm. The Shining, okay, Jack Nichols, Jack Nicholson in The Shining, was just—he he makes the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, an, an incredibly art house dramatic piece. Mm-hmm. Batman, he plays the original Joker. He absolutely eats up the roles of the Joker. You know, what I love about that, Buck,
0: because. The movie's called Batman. Who's above the title? Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah. Eating. Talk about a star. Oh, right.
3: my God. And then how about The Departed? Oh. Yep. Okay? His role in The Departed. Easy Rider. It was really just a small piece of that You know, incredibly early uh, and important film in the history of American cinema. How about this? Uh, you want answers? I want the truth. I think I'm entitled to them. You want answers. I'm, I want the truth. You, you can't, can't handle it. the truth. He's in four freaking scenes in A Few Good Men, and he's the only thing that anyone ever remembers. It's a goddamn joke. That's what this is. I fact- go back yeah. to my fucking base. Ugh. Yeah, in your white uniform. <laughs> oh. yeah. He goes, oh, uh, how's your dad, Danny? Oh, he died, sir. Well, don't I feel like the fucking asshole. Okay? <laughs> okay. The, it, his appearances in the Boston Garden still haunt my childhood. Remember he would yeah. be up in the rafters, you know, doing doing this move. Yeah. Jack Nicholson is the shining example of what a superstar Hollywood star. actor should be.
4: You're right. You're right. He's kind of harkens back to He might be the bridge we we when we first started this list. I remember we were kind of sussing out what the list was and we mentioned old Hollywood you know like the Clark Gables and stuff is Jack Nicholson the bridge between old Hollywood and new Hollywood he must be right when you go from you know the Clark Gables of the world like and, and then you go to the new Nicholson, era of, of and Hackman and Nero right those, they those kind cats. of bridge and then we've got now uh, DiCaprio and those guys Nicholson's right. like the 70s 80s version of of the hugest male movie star that there was um, what about Chinatown I mean, Nicholson man that movie's incredible in terms yeah. of
2: endearment I mean he in terms of a DM, that movie's so goddamn sad, but he's so charming in it. I think Tom Hanks is the bigger star. Jack Nicholson, though, is the bigger icon. Celebrity icon, absolutely. Yes, okay. and also okay. a larger than life celebrity too. It's the damn Lakers that did it? <laughs> <laughs> favorite,
4: favorite Nicholson. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with a very dark movie again. God, all my picks are dark, but I like them dark. That's what my wife says.
2: Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm this, is gonna, a, this is not the radio show. You uh, can actually just be real, you. I'm going to go with The Pledge from 2001.
4: Oh. He plays oh, this the cop.
2: Yeah, the yeah, ben, yeah, dude.
4: It's so dark. He's a cop. And, and, and it, let me. Spoiler alert, real quick. Uh, it ends with him just basically. It, it's a cop trying to solve a murder that's never solved, and he becomes obsessed with it. And it's like a study, in when you pass people on the street who are just, you know, insane. You kind of dismiss him. It's like a study in like how someone could possibly get there because it just ends with him babbling on a street corner and you're with him the whole time and you slowly start to realize in this really awful dark slow burn like he's not going to solve this thing. And it's just an incredible performance by him. It's, it's a dark movie but it's great.
2: Uh, Nick? I can't believe on the 10th anniversary of the release of The Dark Knight I might say this but... This Joker was pretty great. Yeah, despite the I, kind of bad makeup. And- Ty, uh, 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 Jake from Chinatown with his Joker. Good mm. lord! Yeah, how come the guy that was an easy wow? He owned the early seventies. Yeah. He really oh, dude. did. George, Nathan Jessup, few good men. Yeah.
3: Uh, for me, it's one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and I wow. saw you guys kind of scoffing at that a no. little bit. Uh, the scene. First of all, just to be able to take that movie over the way he does and make it seem like the insanity is really the people that are locking all these guys yeah. in here that aren't living life. The scene where he is just bored and they're in like the shower room. And he tries to convince the guys that hey, I bet I can throw this, uh, you know, the, whatever the sink, yeah. the sink thing yeah. through the the window. Yeah, and he's and they're also making bets and he just just for fun just tries to lift the fucking thing and he can't do it because it's like cemented to the ground yeah. and. He, just, he has this great line where he goes, well, at least I tried. At least yes, I did at least that. I did. And I think that a lot when you know I, I'm doing something that, that I was hoping it would work out, didn't work out, and you just go, you know what? At least I tried. At least I did that. Isn't the answer The Shining, though? I mean, if we had
4: to pick right. one, we oh, yeah. really it, had to really pick a should, favorite. It really should be he The Shining. He is so
2: good <laughs> in that. My favorite Kubrick movie. My God. He's so good in that movie, too. And I just want to point out also, as you may or may not have heard me rail on, sometimes when these actors have a hard time becoming this, you know, bridging into a different version of themselves in mm. their 50s, 60s, 70s. The Jack Nicholson that we got in the 2000s and the early 2000 teens until he kind of decided to just become a celebrity and fade off, he's great in all those, like, Nancy Myers rom-coms he does. It's actually yeah, incredibly as good as likable. it gets. It's yeah, great. He's got to give, like, he gives into it and he's still sly and yeah, sexy and yes. dirty and funny. Uh, also, I just got to say two words. Dear... Dugu. He's so great in Alexander Payne's *About Schmidt*, which is a tough movie yes. to watch in a yeah, lot of ways because it's a weird, awful crisis <laughs> of crossroads we all yeah. don't want to get to. But I love the premise behind the movie. I love that filmmaker, and I I love Nicholson in that movie. And Kathy Bates in the uh, hot tub, I and enjoy. Kathy Bates in a hot tub, um, which is like watching the Tyree catch <laughs> over a hundred times. Guys, <laughs> I don't wanna, I don't want to start
0: masturbating in front of you if you oh,
2: keep man. talking about that. <laughs> one. Let's uh, let's mm. hit number eight. Hey, my ears just
0: number eight
3: on our list.
2: Guys, it's time. You just made the list! Let me open up a beer in a rowboat. Let me think about maybe racing a car. Let me see if there's any way that I can get out of the hot box, eat 50 eggs. Let's talk about maybe the greatest American man. The, mo- <laughs> the Like, the best guy. The best man on this list. Right. 1994. For some reason, I was compelled to go see the last movie I believe he was nominated for an Oscar for. Uh... It was Robert Benton's Nobody's Fool. And I don't know mm. why something drew me to this movie. I hadn't been the biggest fan of this guy beforehand. Of course, it's Paul Newman. And this got me going on a run of Paul Newman movies. I saw that movie. He was so clever. He was so wry. He was so charming. Got, he got the last great performance out of Melanie Griffith in that movie. It was a mm. Nice, gratuitous boob shot as well. I saw it. I loved oh, it. Yeah. I'll own up to it. Don't do that. Kathy Bates. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry. I'm still on, I'm still on <laughs> Kathy Bates I feel like hot tub. I'm trapped in Kathy Bates' hot tub every day from 3 to 7. <laughs> <laughs> that's what should <laughs> name I, the show. <laughs> we should. Um, but then, so, for some reason, I, you know, uh, my mother always said, like, he was the handsomest. He was the charmingest. There was nobody better. There was no one sexier. There was no one cooler than Paul Newman. And when you go back and do the deep dive, that's one of those movies where you realize, like, your parents are right. Your dad did have the right icon. Your mom did have the right sex symbol. She did fall in love with the right movie star. Paul Newman was the best. He was the perfect combination of star, stud, and super cool. He uh, was became what, a what? race car driver, came yeah. up with his
3: own salad dressing. I mean, uh,
2: Made a quarter of a billion dollars uh, for charity with the Paul Newman line of foods. Uh, the only charity I consistently give to and have given to for the last decade plus is the camp that he runs in Connecticut to help out sick kids where they go and realize dreams if they're not able to live much longer. The hole-in-the-wall gang. And married to Joanne Woodward, lived in Westport, Connecticut, which is the town where my wife is from, helped revitalize the theater scene down there. Uh, guys, this is Cool Hand Luke we're oh. talking about. He's oh, and incredible. I'm sorry.
4: Champion racer. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to get into racing, and yeah. then late in life becomes literally a champion racer. He was racing against professionals in these little cars with, like, shitty
3: suspensions, and he was yep. just killing everyone. Yeah. yeah, he was. How about Slapshot? Uh, my f- my favorite uh, movie the sting or... movie with a, a sequel that came after it, The Hustler, is such a good sports movie. Mm. The pool scenes alone mm. actually take what is, you know, the overall movie is, is, is good, but the pool scenes alone make it great. But then to take that same character of Fast Eddie and turn it into The Color of Money with Martin Scorsese yeah. in the 80s, I don't know that any actor has taken a movie from, you know, 25 years earlier a role and been able to actually top himself all those years later you know what's not
4: dated at all is the end of that movie where he goes i'm back baby and then goes it's in the way that you move it not dated at all when you google paul Paul
2: newman i just want to point out that the top six movies that come up butch cassidy and the sundance kid Mm -hmm. cool hand luke the sting the hustler the Verdict, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Mm. Plays Brick and kills it as wow. Brick opposite, opposite Elizabeth Taylor. Um, I mean, this is Goat, just... Uh, one of the, one of the ho- Yeah, and also equally great in one of the last movies he had a, a, a starring role in was Road to Perdition as well. Yeah. You know I made for an Oscar for that? Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, favorites? Right. Uh,
3: I'm going to go... Uh, God, it's between Slapshot and Cool Hand Luke. Uh, uh, I guess I'll have to take Slapshot.
2: Nick? I mean, my favorite was Nobody's Fool because that was like my, because I hadn't seen a lot of him beforehand. That was my gateway drug to the career of Paul Newman. And again, he's great in it and was nominated for an Oscar and should have won. George? Slapshot.
4: I'm between Road to Perdition and Cool Hand Luke. I'm going to go
3: Road to Perdition because it's newer. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Let's move on to number seven.
2: We've moved on to number seven. seven. Wait, we didn't ask mystery guest his favorite Paul Newman. Movie. Mr. guest? Mystery guest, you got a you've favorite? You've got those you're the right steely kind of blue, you've got e steely
4: guest,
1: blue Mr. Newman e guest, eyes. You have a favorite Paul Newman film? It, it, it. He made so many great ones. Cool Hand Luke, by the way, not nominated for Best Picture. Crazy. It, like, that slot went to Doctor Doolittle. Talk just, about just a so, failure you know, to like, communicate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I'm just from a guy who grew up at the time I grew up slap shot just yeah. he just he's a genius he pulls that whole thing home just i don't know i'm in a locker room just cocks everywhere <laughs> uh, just just so oh, good lord we <laughs>
2: forgot that's... to mention the fact that he's
1: in one of the lowest
2: rated coen brothers movies which is wildly underrated 1994's oh Brody. 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 he's so good wow. you know, for kids yeah. Yeah. Nice. Wow. So good that oh, no,
1: I don't need that double stitch. Oh, wow. Mr. Matthew. <laughs> Oddly, his highest grossing movie ever was his last movie, I Will Save You the Mystery, Cars. Cars.
4: <laughs> oh, wow. He was great in that. All
1: right, number seven. Voice.
4: You just made the list. Oh, you're back. My favorite, Stefan. Hi, Hi. welcome Hi. back to the podcast. Hey, everyone. Hi, it's so great to have you back.
0: Oh, Maddie, you look really nice.
4: Thanks. You ever been in uh, a hot tub with an old actress?
0: Kathy Bates. Uh, dream night. <laughs> hey everyone. Shawshank's hottest actor is Bruce Willis. <laughs> Located on an asteroid the size of Texas in what definitely isn't a Christmas movie. <laughs> 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 this guy's done everything. He's lived freed, died hard, got ass raped by Zed, <laughs> survived a train crash.
3: Was actually,
0: John not, No, I don't talking baby <laughs> And just when you think you've seen or heard it all, you realize he was dead the whole fucking movie. <laughs>
4: Spoiler alert, Stefan. Yeah.
0: So grab yourselves the Seagram's wine cooler, put on the Return to Bruno Return of Bruno cassette and sit back, relax and watch GI Joe Retaliation where no big deal, he's only GI fucking Joe. <laughs> uh, George, that was fantastic. George, well Stephon done. Well, well done. Time,
2: right? I love it, I Stephon don't what to say. It. Why don't we just read the rest of the name and call <laughs> it a pod? Yeah. 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 That was terrible.
3: That was epic. Cool. Uh Anything better than Die Hard, really? No. No, no, no. no it I'm just
2: celebrated go, its 30th anniversary. Uh I would go Sixth Sense, or just my personal
4: favorite. I love that oh, movie. Cool. I love that movie. You know what I love else? that movie. If you get a chance, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the best scene in that movie? Is the very final coda with the kid and 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 Colette, uh the who, who Tony played Colette.
2: What's her name? Tony Colette. Tony Colette
4: and the kid in the car and he and he finally breaks down and admits to his mom what he his power and everything. Yep. And the, and then he says, you know, your mother says this, and she breaks down in the car, and then and then the dead woman from the car accident walks by him, and it's just that last scene is yeah. goat,
2: rock man. solid and unbreakable too. I uh, love oh, unbreakable. Uh, favorite Bruce Willis movie, duh, and we'll get duh to heart. the love fest of it in a second. But also super funny in my favorite underrated comedy of the eighties, the last funny Blake Edwards film. Blind never Day. heard about Blake. Blind Dude, Day, yeah. Blind Date yeah, yeah, yeah. is I've never seen it. Uh, oh my gosh. We The Stevens house, that movie used to be on in the heaviest rotation. Oh, all right, I'll check it out. It's so fun. Kim Basinger, yeah. Bruce Willis. But she's
3: completely nuts. Yeah. Oh my.
2: Right. God. When she starts just drinking. Off the wall. Well, oh, <laughs> just that movie is horror. I mean, it's horse piss. Yes. Uh,
0: it's but, Armageddon's the shit though. I love Armageddon. Uh, Armageddon actually
2: is take care of my the of hot cheetos of movies, and it should oh. never be consumed by anybody else
1: ever. Again, <laughs> I agree because it will ruin this planet. Mr. Guest? Just, Mr. Guest just wants to chime in. Yes, Heaven come up. Sin City. Oh yeah, yeah no, you're a big fan. Old man dies, young girl lives. Mm. It's the way it ought to be. Fair, fair fair Guys, hey. Die Hard just celebrated
2: its 30th anniversary, Buck. Yeah. It is. We talked about it on the radio show. We can all put out our social medias. It doesn't matter. It is the best action movie. It's the most quotable action movie. And Bruce Willis, who at that time was a television star, got a surprisingly large deal, $5 million, to play John McClane because umpteen other people had turned it down. They wooed him into something he didn't think he'd be any good in. And it turns out he was the most compelling guy in the most compelling action movie, opposite probably the best action movie villain in what is the greatest action movie Ever made? Yep. Yeah. Period. In his role
3: in Pulp Fiction.
2: Uh, again, why? Why the? Why the hums of descent? the I corner? love
4: Die Hard. It's not. Let's get pancakes. period the greatest action movie ever made. Uh, you still think it's? How it's is the that? Weapon, what do you though? think It's Predator? It could be Predator. Could be leaf of the Weapon. It could be uh, uh, a, a Command. It could punch. A bunch. There's a bunch.
3: Let's just do this. Uh, is is Die Hard the consensus favorite? Bruce Willis. Has anyone else got one? I,
4: I like Sixth Sense. It's my Sense, favorite right, performance sorry, yeah, by him. Yeah, all right. Okay.
3: Uh, let's move on to number six.
4: I lost my list. So I just. have to... All right, it's time for number six. You just made the list. You know, there's a scene in Rocky, I believe, three, I could be wrong, where Polly says to Rocky they're about to go out and fight, and he says, you know, if I could uh, unzip myself and step out of my own body and be someone else, it would be you, Rocky. You're all hot, and he kisses him. I think if there's any other man I could be, Minus the whiskey addiction and some of the racial stuff he said. <laughs> it would be Mel Gibson. I'm so simpatico with him as a filmmaker, uh, uh, you know, everything. He's a Catholic. I'm a Catholic. I just love the movies he makes. I love his style. I love his heart. I love his humor. Um, I love his acting. I named my son after the Mad Max series. My wife was in labor for 24 straight hours. There was a Mad Max marathon on. and We had all these beautiful Irish names picked out. I'm like, Max. He's Max. Um, Lethal Weapon was the life-changing cop buddy movie that a, a little prepubescent Maddie was waiting for in 1987. Yes, I was prepubescent in high school. What? Um, <laughs> you know, he's just the man. Now, he had some personal foibles. There's no doubt about that. And I understand if you hold it against him, but I would say love the art, not the artist. He's been doing great work since all that came about. You know, I opened one of the shows... With doing the Mel Gibson uh, message gag. <laughs> I mean, the guy had troubles. He had a whiskey addiction. He's had uh, foibles. You know, he's not perfect, but he makes perfect movies, in my opinion. Uh, one of the great underrated acting performances of the 2000s is The Beaver. I don't know if you guys have seen oh, that. Oh, you know, I didn't see that. It's a it's master class in acting. Really? It's incredible. Um, and I think... I know it was divisive because of the subject material, but the passion is one of the great cinematic achievements of all time. I ask anyone else to make a movie in fucking Aramaic and in and, 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 and shoot it on location language, yeah. and, and, and see how they would do with it. Um, he's a great filmmaker. Braveheart, come on, guys. Um, Apocalypto? Apocalypto, an incredible movie. Um, so he continues to do great work. He continues to have fun with the action, the old action guy. He's been in some of the Stallone stuff now um he played the bad guy um in the expendables 3 but he also had a movie nick nick and i have mentioned on our podcast recently um called bloodfather in 2016 which is a cool little indie revenge film about a father daughter which is getting kind of uh it's as we speak kind of gaining some momentum yeah. and people are kind of discovering it low rent taken i love mel gibson Again, I love what he does. I love how he does it. And I just hope that the world can forgive him more and so he can keep making movies like he does.
3: Yeah, Braveheart is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's incredible. It's incredible. recent rewatch, this this still is good, dude. It's It's so so good. There's little problems with it
4: here and there, but it's...
3: Despite the historical license, which is completely wild, uh, It is. uh, is there a better solid guy movie than freaking Braveheart? No. Right? With all the lines, the, the camaraderie between him and Steven and his guy, the guys he grew
2: up with. Do you remember with. where that finished on our top 100 guy movies? Top five. <laughs> top five, Mystery I guess think, Was yeah. that a
3: top five? Or yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, Buck, yeah? Yeah, top I think five? it was. should have
2: been. I don't know how it could Yeah, it, it has been. to be. Yeah, it should um, be.
3: It's just just un- incredible. And you're right. The combination of being a great actor, even in some of his own yeah. directed movies. Yeah, yeah no. He on top of being an incredible director
2: and such filmmaker, a great
4: director. He makes beautiful movies, man. He really does. I mean Lethal Weapons. And without a face is actually uh, <laughs> it's a great movie. Sneaky, good little it movie. is. Yeah, it is. That uh, is actually you're right. A Check really out good the Beaver, movie. please, everybody, though. If you want to watch an acting performance, you'll be
2: floored. That but that was right when nobody wanted to, Everyone's see him, mad at him. to do something. That's yeah. right. Everyone and Jody Foster him.
4: took a chance even directing him yeah. in that at that time. He acts the protagonist is him and a puppet. He cries and and has arguments with a handheld puppet that he's handing. There's not uh, that he's holding in his hand. I doubt there's many actors that could do what he did. Yeah. Uh, favorites? favorites? Okay, I, I, I want to go with *Lethal Weapon* because it was so life changing for me, and it's my probably my favorite. But I'm gonna go because it's my heart. Signs. I love. That movie, I know it's not perfect, but if I was just going to sit down and watch a Mel Gibson movie and get all teary-eyed and choked up and, and, and enjoy it, it's
2: Signs. Swing away, Maddie's Swing uh, away. Go ahead. Uh, oh, that's Lethal Weapon. I'm a real yeah, cop. Yeah. That's a real badge, and this is yeah, a real fucking, fucking gun. Yeah. Yeah. Just some of the great lines yeah, of all time.
0: God. Over the past 15 years, there's probably two movies I've seen more than once in the movie theater, and one of them is Signs. Oh, signs. Georgie. Oh, wow, George. The, the Maddie Mr. and, and Georgie yes. connection. Let's do it, it
1: Braveheart. What? Sure, but we haven't mentioned we were soldiers. Oh, <gasps> that the movie's Vietnam so good! Vietnam movie that isn't the cliches. It's not the peace symbols on the helmets and the and the smoking weed and the Jimi Hendrix tunes. you know true story. Yeah, you know we have yeah, uh, you know, got Chap Japanese, Chinese, blacks, Hispanics, Cherokee Indians, Jews and Gentiles, all Americans. Goosebumps every Mr. day. Mr. Guest,
3: great pick. Oh, come on now every man dies but not every man truly lives <gasps> braveheart is the pick
0: hi i'm jami DePerré. you may remember me from well i guess a lot of things on boston radio but i am in the podcast biz now i'm hoping you can tune into my new show called the meter is running new episodes posted regularly on pod617.com the boston podcast network and you know what lucky me i get a co-host I'm working with my good friend Shira Springer of the Boston Globe and WBUR.
3: Well,
4: John, it is great to be here. There are a lot of stories we don't get to tell in print and radio,
3: and now we can do that here.
0: And you know what, Shira, consider yourself charmed. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Our guests will include some real big shots in sports, politics, business. You name it, we have it. We'll also have a lot of fun along the way. Make sure to check for the latest episode on pod617.com. Listen up, Boston, and listen to the meter is running on the Boston Podcast Network.
3: Uh, Let's go with number
2: five. Cinco, this is number five. You just made the list. Come on. You know who number five is. Come on. Come on. Pick a (laughs) man. Instead, all right. Do we want here's, I'll give us two options right now. Yeah. I'll give us just sincere appreciation or goofy going around doing the quotes. Do we want to do a goofy? No, we've done that. We've done a lot of that. Yeah. We've done a lot of that.
4: Let's do real appreciation.
2: When I was driving in today to work, I stopped and remembered, because I knew I had this actor. I forgot exactly where it was. I cannot effing believe he's only number five. Uh, But then again, he's maybe not the greatest actor. He's truly, like, Mm. probably the greatest guy star ever. I I remembered it was uh, January 97. My parents threw a big birthday party on a Saturday for my brother, who just turned six. And my mom thought it was such a special occasion. She rented a VHS camcorder. So this was a big deal so in you the it for your birthday. household. For my brother's birthday, brother's birthday. In January 1987, I believe it was. And so this was a big deal in the house. This was a lot of money. We're trying to remember the mm-hmm. occasion. <laughs> and the last video I remember was fat me, full mullet, bar mitzvah mustache, 240 <laughs> pounds stuffed into Jerbo jeans, Air Jordans, and a champion sweatshirt talking on camera (laughs) about how excited I was that my awesome dad was taking me and my best friend at the time, Jack Bradley, to see The Running Man Mm -hmm. at the the Braintree 4 cinema. So I will always love that movie just for that particular memory I can associate it with. And I will also love that movie forever because that movie is fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) The Running Man is my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie because it is the biggest and most over-the-top, the best Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, might be the Terminator. It's probably Terminator Two. Yeah. But then again, it's hard to argue Alien versus Aliens as well. Oh, do you right. like what kind? Of, what do you like? Do you like Sicilian crust or do you like Neapolitan crust? Mm. It's fucking pizza. Come on. But it, the
3: thing about the thing about Terminator though is is Schwarzenegger is uh, he's not even in the movie in the last twenty no, minutes. Just but the it, and, and the special effects are literally like stop motion animation to, to the highest level of at the time. Uh, special effects that they had, had to offer. Uh, what? I mean the, the, the
2: man he's not there. he learned chaps as, he, he learned chops as he went along, and he tried to develop death. We we're talking uh, about how he still does the accent. I mean, the guy became the governor of a state. you know, well, another actor also became the governor of the same day, and then president:
3: Who was your daddy, and what Come does on, he do? I mean, like, <laughs> he's, just, he's
2: just a movie star. He's not, he doesn't really do anything else. He lifted weights, came from Austria, somehow became a politician. But the 1980s are defined yeah. by the largest biceps, yep. by the ro- by the, exoskele- the endoskeleton. Yeah.
3: Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer.
2: Swords, guns. Nick, I have an equally uh, painful, well, it
4: wasn't painful in your case, it was painful in my case, joyous and painful. I went and saw, Raw Deal was actually the first Schwarzenegger movie I saw. And I started slicking my hair back. Ah. Uh, and then I went and saw, I saw Commando. Out of order. He actually did Roddy after Commando, but I saw Commando on VHS. And it so affected me that I went and got a haircut. I literally showed a picture of of Arnold – I was like prepubescent again. See a theme here? Prepubescent loser, (laughs) Matty Blake. And I went and got a haircut where it was slicked on the sides, 80s, and then spiky on the top. And I wore like what Commando would wear. I I started wearing white tank top tees under like baggy shirts. I wanted to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I literally remember the day catching (laughs) – Catching a look at myself in the mirror and be like, "Oh my God, I'm really skinny and look nothing at all like that superhero <laughs> man that I thought I was." And I was so crushed. This guy, he 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 had the look, he had the balls. He made action movies. Predator, in my opinion, might be the greatest action movie of all time. Mm-hmm. So it's Schwarzenegger.
3: Yeah. All right, so Predator is your pick. It is. Uh. Dutch baby.
2: Now that just hit the spot. It, uh, no, it can't go running, man. I think his best performance is when he actually showed a little depth in Terminator 2. All right. Love
0: Terminator 2. I'm going to go with Total Recall. And Love Twins it. is a close second because Twins was awful, so out of left field. Movie's awful. That was,
2: oh, my god. Stop Total it. Recall. Yeah. I gotta, How did we not even mention Total, Total Recall? Great. At this point, everyone knows these stars. Yeah. So Nemo, far, yeah.
3: I oh, yeah. I got to go with uh, also uh, Predator. All right. On to number four.
0: just made the list. I had this gentleman as number 1 on my list. Indiana Jones and Han Solo. Uh, Bye. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> you
2: know what? That's all you have to That's say it. about about That's uh, pretty much Harrison. It. Uh, is who's who's the who's the bigger star? Again, now we are in argue for me at right. number 1 territory. Uh, Tom Hanks. How about
3: Air Force 1. How about I have
0: it all, yeah. Get off
3: my plane. Yeah.
0: Blade oh sorry. Blade Runner, Witness, Mosquito Coast, Pat- Patriot Games, Working Girl, which was nominated for it. a ton of Academy Awards. Air Force One The Blah. The Fucking Fugitive, yo. Yo. Fugitive. That was still original working a great title. Movie. The
3: Fucking Fugitive, yo. And What
0: Lies sure. Beneath, which was a sneaky yeah. a yeah. movie. You switched the
3: samples. That was a rewatch. I, we watched it over the uh, holiday uh, October scary season and yeah. with my wife. Loved, it. Real Loved quick, that is
2: The Fugitive the greatest TV to movie adaptation ever? Well, there's Dragnet. It's
1: uh, good. <laughs> No, okay, so the
2: answer is yes. No, Dragnet. He was just that's a good sure. episode. we do, actually. That was a, that was. Yeah. I loved Starsky and Hutch. It, I,
3: I think it's certainly. I mean, if we made the argument, it's got to be up in the top couple. I mean, The Fugitive is. It was. It was also kind of an obscure. You know, not everyone really knew the Fugitive when the movie came out. It was like you know, your parents remembered watching it or whatever. But then it turned into this massive summer blockbuster.
2: So, Georgey, Mission Impossible. Well, so what? Well, uh, good. Right, well, yeah, it's, right. which is only getting better in the later at a later stage. Georgie, wasn't like Harrison Ford, like he was, uh, you know, discovered sort of like plucked from obscurity by George Lucas, right? And American Lady. a Lady. He was yeah. he carpenter. a, a carpenter. He, like, he was like a handsome yeah. carpenter. Your favorite kind, Matt. A Handsome brown haired shirtless <sighs> carpenter. <sighs> but just sort of comes on plays the prick in a couple of movies. Nothing really to see here. These aren't the droids or the Harrison Ford or the leading man you're looking for. And then. He was really. He- He ended up reading lines for Lucas for Star
0: Wars casting and uh, reading against Kurt Russell, who was a finalist for... uh, Can you imagine Kurt Russell got that role? Oh, my God. And the famous story that
4: actors always tell to kind of... One thing that actors, we always said in New York City, was like, have something else going on because the energy you walk in the room with, if you're desperate, the casting director sense that. And the famous story about him auditioning for that role was that he literally had a very successful carpentry thing going on and he and he got pissed off because they let they made him wait. And he walked in and he said to Lucas something along, along the lines of like, a, "Yeah, you know, uh, if we're going to do this or not? Let's go. I got to get out of here because I got a job." And they were like, "Oh my god, he's a prick!" But that's her, that's right, Han Solo yeah, right there. there. So it's kind of a Hollywood legend. That actors tell themselves like, "Have something going on and don't care."
3: But don't forget his role in American Graffiti. Yeah, he yeah. plays the the, the 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 drag racing uh, small prick. role, but yeah, with the boy. cowboy hat and boy, I mean, he just brings that whole kind of outsider into. This tight knit group that really brings that whole uh, final act together. Uh-huh.
0: Indiana Jones and, and uh, starting J.J. Abrams' first directorial debut. Oh, wow.
2: Regarding Henry, if you remember that. Oh yeah, when he gets rule. shot. That was shot actually the head. Head. Yeah. under yeah. under oh, Ritz yeah, Crack. I was I was the only one who actually wanted to be Henry when I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fa- yeah. favorite favorite Harrison Ford. Jeez, uh, I mean he's he's the more more iconic. It's Indiana Jones for God's sake. Star Wars, Maddie,
3: anything?
4: Uh, I got to probably say indie. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through. I'm going to
3: say uh, Last Crusade just because people don't really think about this, but that movie is a comedy. It is hilarious. You can't go eighty, you know, two whole minutes at any point during the film without laughing.
2: It's so funny and it's so well done. Super funny, and it's got great dramatic moments.
4: You've chosen. We should mention Blade Runner. He chose poorly. Yeah. Oh, you did, I'm uh, sorry. Okay.
2: Yeah. You mentioned my, one of my mom's favorite top ten movies, uh, Witness. You? He's yeah. been able to be amazing for, of, God, 45 years Harrison Ford has been in our lives and a star. Mm-hmm. That said, my favorite, my favorite line in movie history is, my number one line is, you're all clear, kid, let's blow this thing and go home. No movie, mm-hmm. no line gives me more, more feels than my favorite movie ever. That said, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right, it's, yeah, it's the perfect movie. Let's do number
3: three. Hey okay, guys, let's do number three. You just made the list. Uh, we were talking earlier about guys who not only were amazing uh, in their films, but then became amazing filmmakers. Mm. Uh, really, another guy at the top of that list in throughout his career was Clint Eastwood. Uh, you know, he's he's a guy who who started off. Uh, on TV, and then did the spaghetti westerns, Fistful of Dollars, A Few Dollars More, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is one of my top three or four favorite movies ever. Oh, just man. absolutely love that it's movie. So, so much about that film is fantastic. And it, it, Tarantino says it's his favorite movie of all time. Mm. Um, but then he went and did the Dirty Harry series. Six amazing films. Well, the Deadpool wasn't that great. But the other five were, were, are just phenomenal, perfect cop movies, right? Clint Eastwood, with, with, with just that body work alone deserves to be in this top 10, but he also went out and directed and gave us Unforgiven, his great comeback piece. Uh, he had earlier uh, you know, landmark films, *Hang 'Em High and Outlaw Josie Wales in that Western style. He also did Escape from Alcatraz, which is a, a, one of my favorite prison movies, and uh, an underrated classic from the 90s, In the Line
2: of Fire. So Love good. that. So yeah. good. The my favorite? All, yeah. uh, John Malkovich lost out on Best Supporting Actor, which I thought, the president is going home in a fucking box. Yeah. Lost out to, of course, Tom Lee Jones. Not, not talking Clint Eastwood, but um, that's a hell of a movie. That really, is a hell Really, of really
3: a movie. great movie. Uh, underrated. Definitely deserves a rewatch if you haven't seen it in a while. Um, any other notes on Clint Eastwood? I mean, we're getting to the point where these guys don't even really need yeah. bios. He,
0: I, I I was always kind of a fan, but then he opens movies in the 2000s like Gran Torino mm. and Million Dollar Baby, yeah. and they're huge, and they're successful, and I'm like, wow, like this, Clint Eastwood's my, my grandpa's favorite, right. you know? And he's still killing it. And he oh, just
3: still looks like he'd kick your ass. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I mean, right. I'm sure, go ahead, Nick. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, Clint Eastwood was our age when our dads were our age, and he was their favorite action movie star. Right. Yeah. He's truly the first great action movie star. It
3: just oozes cool. Yes. Every movie he did, he's Min- just so.
2: Minimalistic machismo, cool. Buck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. absolutely. And for him to be able to be our dad's and possibly our grandfather's favorite action movie star and then become our favorite action movie star both through the rewatches we gave on Saturday mornings to the Westerns and the movies that we saw in the theater. That's why In the Line of Fire was so important. Makes him uh, borderline male movie Rushmore.
1: Yeah. And if the podcast uh, witness with no name can ride into town here and just uh, an obscure (laughs) comedy he did called Bronco Billy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, So with with the surprising heart, it takes this crazy 90 degree turn at the end. And you realize why this guy in modern times is trying to rob trains and run a Wild West show. And it's goddamn gorgeous and brilliant.
4: Heartbreak Ridge, too. Oh, yeah. Killer. You know, yeah. guys, you probably said everything you need to say about Clint Eastwood, but I'll just say this. Um, being directed by Clint was such a pleasure. He's How such a, 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 I hate this list a so giving much. director, and uh, we just, we exchanged ideas. He was open to ideas. Um, I, I want to say generous. He's a generous director. And um, when I said my one line, <laughs> <laughs> Who's I, a better... Now, Maddie? What was the line, Matty? It was uh, uh, it was Mystic River. Am you, park, I you can park here. Well, they cut out. I was supposed to. I was supposed to get sick. Pizza's I was, ready. I was supposed to actually puke in the book. Like the, the young cop gets sick at the crime scene. They cut that all out. But so it was reduced down to me walking by Kevin Bacon, and I say. I've never seen it like that before in my life. And for some reason, I said it like Robert De Niro. I don't know why. I literally did a De Niro face. If you watch the movie, I'm like, i never seen it like that before in my life. I'm like, why am I doing De Niro? Oh, my God.
0: Maddie, a kid who I was yeah. in into the woods with yeah. in community theater uh-huh. played the kid that killed the girl in it.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Mackin.
0: Right. He had a lot of lines. No,
4: I'm talking about being directed by Clint Eastwood, <laughs> but talk about your fucking community theater thing. Mackin. <laughs> Mackin? He still owes me money. <laughs> he was brilliant. Favorite uh, ba- ba- Baver- no. Eastwood?
0: In the line of fucking fire. Good to, <laughs> bad, yeah. good to bad and the ugly.
2: Not even close for me. It's the unforgiven. It's, yeah. his, it's
4: his masterpiece. Nicholas?
2: Favorite Clint Eastwood? Yes. No, for the love of God. It's got to be Dirty Harry Callahan. Yeah. It's got to be. Right. And right. Dirty Harry's not even my favorite Dirty Harry movie. Sudden Impact impact really good. The a a Forcer, movie. Force a fantastic fun movie. as well. Great movie. Number two.
3: Number two. And then there were two.
4: You just made the list. Um, I'm not going to do any impressions. I'm not going to make any gags. He is.
2: It ain't about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can be hit. Nailed <laughs> it. Moving forward. You do that
4: voice so good. That's, Mike Tyson doing. That's
2: how winning is done. You
4: know, when you were a kid, I could hold you in one hand.
2: Drago. <laughs> <laughs> this life will keep
4: beating you down. <laughs> Yo, Adrian, I did it.
2: Yo,
0: Adrian. If
4: you can change it. I can change it. This whole world can change. Oh, oh. oh,
0: Hey, the baby's talking.
4: You know, Sly Stallone Go. is the goat of male movie action stars, too. But if you look at his box office, you know, all these great actors you name... In history, people didn't go, you know, Richard Burton, whoever you want to pull out, people didn't go to movies, like, to those guys, like, they go to Sly Stallone movies around the world. He is the best. And, you know, Nick, he's, if there's a poster uh, of our brains and you can have a bubble cartoon of the things swirling around our brains, it's like Tom Brady, you know, beer, bar pizza, and I think the actor who would represent (laughs) everything we stand for, Probably wouldn't be picture Schwarzenegger, it would be Stallone. Am I right? It,
2: no, it would because right. when I was giving Schwarzenegger his Just Do a few minutes ago, more of a star, more muscle than, I, should we say, the dramatic man. But for God's sakes, Maddie, Stallone directed, Stallone wrote the movie that may be the greatest American story. He's an actual actor. The muscles, the brawn, and the way he spoke because he's a forceps baby, for goodness sakes. Got in the way of him truly maybe being, I don't know. I mean, well, I said, the greatest all-around movie talent, 100%, period.
4: 100%. I, I've made this argument before. I, I read something. Someone wrote a review about Stallone, and they kind of made this argument. It's always stuck with me. Um, it's decision-making with him. It's not acting ability. People do the whole story, But if he made just Rocky, you know, if he made, like, let's say, the first three Rockies, we will give him number three. But let's say one and two. If he made one and two, um, if he made the first First Blood, And a couple more and then just came back with Copland, he would be considered Marlon Brando. Well Do you understand? Like he's so good and those movies are so huge and it's just all the bullshit in between he did with Judge Dredd and all those decisions he made where he just wanted to take a shirt off that
3: hurts him. But you're forgetting he's still also so likable. In over the top, in (laughs) victory two of the best worst sports movies of all time. You George's cliffhanger. George's beloved cliffhanger. Oh my God, I watched Let's that the forget. Other day. Cliffhangers, fantastic. You know what's the
4: greatest? Is the specialist too? That ridiculous movie
2: that I. You I just love the shower butt shot. That's I. I, I, I was to say. Going
4: I think the whole movie was written around the fact that he wanted to do a naked shower scene. I really do. Like what the a great whole. Ass.
2: Thing. And then <laughs> and you
4: got your head
2: all the way up. But at-
4: earlier in the series, I, you guys let me do my Nick Nolte. Can I do my? <sighs> there's my another obscure press impression. Uh, this is Maddie Blake as um, in the Specialist. Excuse me, this is Antonio Banderas in, uh, hold on, what was the movie? Hold on. No, Assassin. Assassin. Sorry. Assassin's, assassins when they're both yeah, assassins? Assassin, right, yeah. sorry. This is Antonio Banderas in Assassins with Slash alone, Ready? <laughs> Hat on backwards, all sweaty. Ready?
2: Shit, fuck, motherfucker. Shit, fuck, motherfucker. <laughs> Remember that scene? <laughs> Thank That's you. spot on. Thank though. you. good. Spot on. I mean, everyone does a Schwarzenegger. Everyone does a Stallone. He's the best. Mostly terrible. Guy, let's see, 19, Rocky was 1977. It's 2018. So, again, four and a half decades of relevance. Four and a half decades of drama. Four and a half decades of lead, man. Four and a half decades of cool. And continues to reinvent himself. And was robbed of the Oscar In Creed, and I can't wait to see Creed 2. All right. uh, Favorites. Favorite Rocky. You guys are going (laughs) to die. (laughs) Favorites, (laughs) the Sorry.
4: Well, you guys are going to die because the answer is Rocky, but I'm going to, because it's so obvious... I'm going to say Copland. I knew you were going to say Copland. I, I, I think he's so good in that. I That movie is my Shawshank. I, no matter when that's on, I watch
3: he it. He puts on De Niro-level weight on there, too. Holy
4: God, is he good in that yeah. movie.
0: My heart says cliffhanger, but it's Rocky. <laughs>
3: <laughs> my heart says.
2: I'm going to go Rambo First Blood Part 2 because my dad took me to see Rambo. Great pick. Excuse me, took me to see First Blood when I was a little too young to be seeing that kind of movie at age 8, and I think he thought it was going to be more of an action movie. Definitely should not take an 8-year-old to see First Blood. But then I got redeemed, like, oh, this is more of an action movie. And I think that's kind of when I fell in love with 80s action stars. He's so good in that. And that's why anytime anybody ever owes me anything, I always grab the phone and say, Murdoch, <laughs> I'm coming to get you. Still one of my favorites. Unbelievable. Nobody fired an M60 like he did.
3: Favorite no. thing I ever saw from our buddy Soog, our friend who is very much known for just being all over Facebook with his videos and all this stuff. He had hip surgery. And he was like half out of it. And he's taking a uh, video himself, and that's how he finished it. Murdoch, I'm going for oh, that's you. Great. That's, that's great. <laughs> uh, my pick has got to be Rocky III. Uh,
1: uh, mystery guest? Just in terms of pure acting, the speech at the end of uh, First Blood, the PTSD, mm. and having a friend die, and the baby killer. can see his it, fucking yeah, legs. That's when that went from just a goofy 80s movie to you know what, this, is, this is really has a message and it was, it was great. real and it resonated. It right. was great. Let's yeah. move on
3: to our top guy, movie, star of all time. You just made the list.
4: Here it is. <laughs> the top, top numero 50 uno. movie star is... Who could it be? Nick, so many big names, so many big actors throughout the history of Hollywood.
2: Who is number one? Do you like That's my right, favorite. Maddie. There are a lot of big names off the board. You got your Schwarzenegger's. You got your Stallone's. There's the Newmans. The Stewart's. The Hank's. Who could it possibly be? Tom Cruise. Boom. There it is. Tom, Tom Cruise. Agree, disagree? Let's hear from you. And the reason why, okay. I don't want to get into you the whole like it. I was yeah, jumping yeah, yeah. up and Explo- down Explo- on a Explo- couch yes. both had: Nick, okay. w, Nick and I, I both had Tom Cruise as the number one number male one. movie star of all time. Because, simply, nobody has been more popular, no one's made more money, no one continues to excel at their game, nobody was bred to only be a movie star Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. than Tom Cruise. It's like Adam Carolla said, Mm -hmm. no matter what you're doing at any moment in the world, Tom Cruise is probably somewhere doing push-ups. Let me me just list a (laughs) couple. (laughs) Because that's what he needs to be doing. And I said earlier about Die Hard, talking about Bruce Willis. He does his own stunts. I don't care how much of a hardo you think he is. I don't care how absurd you think he is. I'm not asking you to like him personally, to like his politics, to like his fake religion, his science, the aliens underneath the volcano in the middle of the ocean. Do you like Tom Cruise movies? Sure you do. He's a great romantic lead. He's a terrific, dramatic actor. I know how much you love A Few Good Men, Georgie. What? What's that? Aaron Torkin's play. Uh, I, you know, I we all, you know, he, <laughs> so you, you, he he completes us. But he's com- he's just he's committed to being a movie star for the zeal for the stunt work. The, I I would have said somebody different five years ago, but the fact that the last two Mission Impossible movies are two of the probably top twenty-five action movies ever made, and the one that's just come out now, Fallout is going to probably make that list too. He's a movie star. That's all Tom Cruise is. I don't want to go to his store for anything else except Tom Cruise action movies. And
4: he runs so much deeper than he's given credit for. And let me just read some of his movies. Not to say how big the movies were, which they are all huge but listen to the diversity of performance and character in these movies. So he does the outsider's young sex symbol. And, you know, he does risky business. Okay, we know who this kid is. Top Gun. He's all sex. He's all fluff, right? Cocktail. Then Rain Man. Then fucking born on the 4th of July plays a middle-aged, paralyzed veteran.
2: In his 30s. Then
4: he A Few really Good Men. So good. Then he plays in Jerry Maguire. Then he starts doing Mission Impossible stuff. Then he gets all weird and sexual, eyes wide shut. Then he does fucking Magnolia. Then he does Vanilla Sky. Then he does comedy again in Austin Powers. Then he's doing Mission Impossibles again. Then Tropic Thunder, an unbelievable comedy performance. So he's gone from unbelievable, just uh, dramatic performances to comedy to sex symbol cheese. He can do it all, literally. And these Top Gun movies, Nick, we have, excuse me, (laughs) these uh, Mission Impossible films are setting the bar for a male actor higher than I've ever seen any actor, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, anyone. We just watched a trailer of him training how to literally fly helicopters where guys who fly helicopters won't do the stunt that he did as an actor. And he's jumping out of things he shouldn't be jumping out of. The fight scene in the bathroom they just released in the new trailer right. is one of the most stunning fight scenes I've ever seen in my life. And he's, well, how old is Tom Cruise now? 56. So and I, and for I, me, I've it's been, number one hands down. He's been, the number one Shawshank actor.
2: Probably, all, all of that stuff, I may even have to carry that over the end of the episode. In Mission Impossible 4, he hangs, not his stuntman, he physically hangs 90 stories above the Earth from the tallest building on planet Earth. In Mission Impossible 5, he races a motorcycle up the side of a mountain, the kind of mountains that Mystery Guest was petrified to drive a stick shift up <laughs> in Italy at 20 kilometers per hour. You might have just blown 80 his cover. At miles per hour. I mean, just look, you don't have to love him, but you, got, you don't have to... Yeah, you don't yeah, have to he, like no, him; you was, gotta love him. He does have the
3: great dramatic range, and, and in so many of these films that Maddie mentioned. He also runs. He has a scene where he's running at some point in every he's, one of these goddamn movies. He uh, looks great running. Uh, yeah. And and you guys did have him both at your top of your list. I did not. But listen, you you you've, you've, this is certainly an you know an argument that is worth to be made, and, and I think a deserving number one, George.
0: Yeah. How is it that he becomes the anchor to movies like Rain Man? Let's Hoffman shine in that. How he becomes the anchor in A Few Good Men and lets Nicholson shine. And even Kiefer Sutherland, he's the kind of the straight man there. And then he goes and does Jerry Maguire where it's his movie. And he carries that movie, but he lets Cuba Gooding Jr. shine too. Very giving actor.
3: Yeah, My concern, my only kind of drawback initially with Tom Cruise was the whole went nuts with the Oprah thing, with the Scientology stuff. I felt like he became a parody of himself. Yep. but you're right. Listen, box office is box office. His uh, home improvement, <laughs> his, uh, his uh, whatever it is. The uh, the his latest films, uh, Mission Impossible films, are are just you know blowing everything up. So certainly a, a worthy number one. Quickly, uh, can we get uh, top Tom Cruise? Uh?
4: For me, it's a it's a bit of a dark horse pick, but it's my favorite Tom Cruise uh, movie. Actually, by kind of a long shot, just my personal favorite. Um, the Last Samurai. It the movie wow. starts. the The movie, wow. Starts, wow. The, the yeah, movie starts. He is a down and out, drunk veteran, and he's carrying all this pain. And it shows him in some sort of uh, backstage thing, and he's just so drunk, and it's and he's broken. It's an incredible performance. And he meets these samurai, and he becomes one of them. And I used to have, when I was uh, studying martial arts, I had a journal, you know, for all my stuff, and I had a Last Samurai quote, and he and he wrote. Um, and I'm paraphrasing but he wrote from the moment they wake to when they rest their head at night they seek perfection in everything they do and this movie is a slow zen study on trying to be a peaceful warrior and human perfection and trying to get the most out of a human being and he is flawless in this movie there's a scene you might remember where he tears and 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 uh Ken what's that
0: name Ken, Ken
4: Watanabe I can never say his name puts the sword to his Watanabe. throat yeah, sorry, Ken, he puts the sword to his throat. Do you remember that scene? He goes, and he goes, and, he, and Cruz is just looking at him, two warriors looking at each other. Wicked underrated. If I had to pick one underrated film in this whole series that we've done, I'd say Last Samurai, oh, good one. and his performance is my favorite.
0: George, you got one? Uh, Daniel Caffey, if
3: you're a good man. Nice. Nick? Dude, he's Maverick. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> top, top, Gun. top Gun. For me, it's risky business. I mean, that great, as, great. As, as a kid, he used to throw parties when his parents went away. Risky business is just, you know... It's all about saying, what the fuck? and
2: taking a chance. So, mystery uh, guest? Mystery guest. Mystery guest. Rapid. Yeah? Every Tom Cruise movie ever?
3: All right, so that is the end of our list. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, what a we, series, Buck. We, we, you know, we had a heck of a time putting it together for you. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you're, I Hope you agreed or disagreed with us. So that leads us to uh, the topic uh, we finish every show with. What were we Shawshanked by this week? Sh- sh- Shawshanked. Uh, Nick, why don't you start us off?
2: Well, I got to tell you, I'm so exhausted from finishing the top 50 male movie stars. Oh. Uh, and I've got the taste of one of those males in my mouth. Wow. (laughs) So I thought, you know what? I would actually share the fact that recently I've been Shawshanked by the work of said number one on our list, of course, Ah. Tom Cruise. I have been watching every single piece of content that I can consume regarding MI6, Mission Impossible, Fallout, because what Tom Cruise has done, I know we just finished singing his praises, listing off why he is the top male movie star now and of all time, we believe. Every watch these behind the scenes. Watch him learn how to fly a helicopter. Watch him uh well, what oh the what is it, the halo jump, Maddie? The yeah. one where he like has to practice the most difficult parachute dive right. and they did it for real so as to make sure it took them weeks, if not months, for him to learn how to do this. Every single thing for this movie, which is getting the best ratings for the series that people say is the only action movie series that gets better with every single installment, I'm transfixed by it. And I know this just sounds like it's a paid promotion. Hell, I wish we were getting paid by Paramount Pictures so we could have this be the Mission Impossible Shawshank series. Impossible. Sh-sh-sh-impossible. That's fine. Uh, What they did for this movie, every single last piece, goes back to exactly why we were talking about Die Hard on our radio show recently being the greatest movie, greatest action movie on its 30-year anniversary. Not CGI. Practical stunts. Real fights, real jumps, real danger always makes for real, better action movies. It
3: just sounds like your passion for Jackie Chan. Remember how passionate yes. you were when we were talking about him on the list? Uh, and
2: I also, Yes. yes. Uh, th- it was great stuff. Just really, really great stuff. Fantastic.
3: Uh, Maddie. how about you?
2: I found this movie.
4: Um, we may have mentioned it here before. I don't think so. I stumbled upon it and just looking for a good movie. Um, it's Joel Edgerton, and it's called It Comes at Night. Um, and it's this, I love post-apocalyptic movies, you know,
3: uh, it's yeah. it's you
4: don't know what the plague is or whatever it was that caused it, but he's trapped in his log cabin with his wife and kid, and a threat appears, that's all I'll say. Oh. And it's this po- post-apocalyptic vision, again, of, of of a man trying to defend his family in this world where there's sickness around every corner and you can die at any minute, so he has all these rules about locking a certain door. It is one of the most chilling and it's one of the darkest films I've seen in a long time. It does not well, no spoiler alerts, but it does not wrap up nicely. This is no Disney movie. This is no fun uh walking dead. This is nothing like that. It is dark vision of the right. future. But he's underrated. I think Joel Edgerton is a bit underrated. What year did this come out? Two thousand seventeen. Oh really? Okay. Um and the director and he wrote it, Trey Edward Schultz. Um and he's he got a lot of a lot of, you know, attention for it. Hasn't done much since then he he did this movie called Krishna uh, which is one awards but it never did anything he was on the he was he was a crew member of like tree of life I think he's a mallet guy but this was his kind of first effort right and it is dark it is good I like dark stuff
2: like
3: this so is it, is it kind of like a more uh, contemporary tale of like I am legend or one of those um, yeah I can't remember the Christopher uh, the um, it, it's Ben's like a price version from the 50s.
4: It's like a family version of that. Okay, okay. And, and instead of a sounds German, great. instead yeah. of a German Shepherd at risk, it's the guy's <laughs> wife and child, and it is, it is, it is dark, but right. it is a great ride. We'll man. check that out. Uh, it
3: comes at night. Yep. Okay. All right, George. Just like me. Oh, my man! What? Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. Why. I did a beautiful <laughs> review. This is in your radio. I did Show. a beautiful review, and then cool. I ruin it. Oh, or sometimes in the morning, if you got time. Well, no. I'm <laughs> this, this sounds like I'm making it up, but I've been um.
0: Googling oral history of uh, movies lately. I don't know if you guys have ever done. First oral... of all, yeah, let me just history. really
4: quick, quick caveat: be careful, everybody, when you Google anything that starts with "oral." <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> oral, history. The oral history of stepbrothers. Oral history yes. of Step Brothers. Shang- you, you going me. on it? Yeah. So that was by the Ringer. You type in oral history of movies in your Google machine, and every movie pops up where you have the actors, directors, write this point of view. Like there was a great one on the movie Kids from the mid-'90s. There's an oral history of the Beastie Boys and how they came up. There's an oral history, like I said, of Step Brothers of, of all these films. That if Galaxy you're, Quest. Galaxy has Quest, Guardians of the Galaxy as well. It's, it's a lot of fun to read. It's a great uh, time passer, and it's, if you're a movie geek, I, I highly recommend uh, watching them. You know, and and uh, yeah no there's
2: there there are a ton of these fun yeah. ones too um and they're they're great like little like I would read these when we used to live in New York on the su- they were great perfect yes. subway reads yes. Uh I'd like to hire someone to read them to me in the car now that would be that would be great I wish I had that kind of money you know mm. where they all get their start from and I should say Double Shawshank this is a retro Shawshank right I'd say one of the five best books I've read this century is Live from New York I know your affinity I for Saturday Night Live yeah, yeah and if anyone listening to this hasn't read it yet you have to read it because it is the definitive oral history it's I, I i don't i don't last remember a book i could couldn't put down like that man it was incredible but that's what began the oral history boom really yes, was live right from new york right
3: yeah no i yeah i've seen that book as well uh, my brother actually has it i borrowed it i still haven't read it but yeah thank you I, i'll pick that one up um the thing that i got shanked by this week is brand new but it was basically sasha baron cohen's who is america Oh, what do you think? Yeah. That has started this week. I watched episode one. Episode two was uh uh just, just came out as well. Um, but it also got me to go back and rewatch Bruno, rewatch Borat. The guy's just a genius when it comes to these. And some of his later stuff, um uh like the um the dictator, which is terrible. Mm, horrible right, because right. it's not it's not that gotcha type of thing. Well, this uh Who is America is that gotcha type of thing. First episode alone, just go see it. It's absolutely hilarious. He he pulls in uh politicians, mainly Republicans to endorse a uh, weapons for, for uh, kindergartners program called Wow! That, that just shows uh, how insane things are out there these days. He also has a thing where he's, a pri- he, he's different characters, and he interviews different people. And he goes to an art gallery at one point. He's a prisoner who has been making art during his 20-year prison sentence out of his fecal matter and out of his... Oh, shit. <laughs> <geez. laughs> <laughs> all- and so oh and this woman who's running this uh, is such an art nut that she's like think, thinks he's a genius, oh right? My god. And so he finally shows her. I don't want to spoil too much of this, but just real quick, he finally shows her a paintbrush he's made of people's pubic hair. Oh my god! And asks yeah. her to contribute.
2: And I'll let I'll just leave it there. Wow! Wow! And,
3: but, wow. but when you see it, I mean, just just hilarious. World he, he's history. back. He's back at his A game. Sasha Baron Cohen, so check that out. And you so, don't
2: think that's too provocative? You get you don't think it's too hard? Well, You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> it, it, it's
3: it's cringeworthy some of it, but right. then when you see what he's doing, and you just you know, there's just nobody out there like him that that no. pushes the envelope the mm-hmm. way he does. And when you think about him head to toe with new makeup and these different characters and everything else, it's not like Eddie Murphy and uh, you know the Nutty Professor with you know it looks so ridiculous. Right? They pull it off. He looks like these people. I he's was really just saying,
2: good. like the the fake character shtick to to be able to get people to reveal their truths or just right. you know. I, uh... I would not even call them hijinks, but really just prank, yeah. pranks basically. Right. Is it like is that you? You're not afraid of the whole one note thing? Uh,
3: no, I was when I first turned it on because the first guy he interviews, he's like a redneck and a uh, rascal, right. and, and he, he interviews, um, he just ran for president, uh, Demi- Democrat. Oh, uh, not not Hillary, but oh. sure. Playing R- Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Oh, he interviews right. okay. Bernie Sanders, and I'm like, I did they. Really not give Bernie some sort of heads up right. of what's going on yeah, here, is, and so yeah. I'm just kind of rolling my eyes like this is not great, and they, even that interview was not great. Yep. But then he pulls these other characters out, yep. that, that he just he does so well with, and then he's got little outtakes at the end. It, just check it out. And I, he's I, at his
4: best. He does the he plays with like the cross cultural norms and mores, like when he plays just. The most womanizing guy from some fake Middle Eastern yeah. country, and just treats women like American women, like yeah. da- like you, oh, yeah. you you you, you did not speak now. Well, and so like that <laughs> stuff is hilarious. And even though listen, the That's thing amazing. it's
3: very left slanted, of course. Yeah, but the I mean he he interviews uh, you know Sanders to start as a as a redneck. Then he goes, and he's a guy from NPR with a long ponytail and no hair. Love it. Love you know, it. And, and he's interviewing like a Christian lib. family. Yeah, yeah. And then the next one is he's this uh, you know, prisoner out of right. interviewing some, uh, some left-wing uh, art dealer. So it, he, he's trying to tackle all different sides and just shows, listen, it's absurdity on every side.
4: Um, I know we're up against the clock here, but I just want to give one preemptive future Shawshank real quick. I went and saw Spring Scene on Broadway a few weeks ago.
3: And that's all of our show. Uh, and, it's,
4: <laughs> and it's coming out on Netflix. They just announced oh, it. So I would say, you know, oh, really? run, <sighs> run, don't walk to your Netflix
2: machine. because oh, no, My subscription just ran out. Oh, how dare oh. you? <laughs> how dare you?
4: It is, it is uh, uh, you know, he's the, he might be the great American artist, certainly postmodern. And this is, uh, you will never see anything like
2: this, in my opinion. It's oh, just incredible. fantastic. It's incredible. All right,
3: well that's uh, it for this episode, and uh, thank you for joining us, Nick. Where can you find us?
2: You can always find us. You're of course at Uncle Buck WAF. That's at the Maddie Blake. We are part of the Maddie and Nick Show on WAF weekdays three to seven. That's at Maddie Nick WAF. This is at the other Pats fan for Georgie, and of course, depending on what you want to talk to me about, whenever I'm either at Ahoy Nick Stevens or at Fitzy Gfy. This has been the Top Fifty Male Movie Stars podcast series brought to you by your friends. Shawshanked on the Pod 617 Network. Want to do the last ten, George? Just for a reminder here?
0: Ten. Tom Hanks. Mm. Nicholson.
2: Yeah. Newman.
0: Ooh. Willis. Oh. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Arnold. Ooh. Harrison Ford. Mm. Clint Eastwood. Bring it. Slice the And Maddie Blake.
2: Yeah. yeah <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> Matty, on
3: being our top slot. Uh, Gary Tom. Thornton, we love you. And uh, until next time, you have been Shawshanked.
2: Sh- sh- Shawshanked. And I've got the taste of one of those males in my mouth.
0: Fuck you, Roberto Benigni.